Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. You're welcome to this morning. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for how much you love us. Thank you for preserving us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for leading us on the path of righteousness. Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. And there, God, as we go into your word this morning, Daddy, please minister our life unto us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are welcome to Sunday School this morning. Today we are looking at Lesson 16 of our Teen Zeal. And the topic is Bear Fruit of Repentance. Bear Fruit of Repentance. Before we go into it, we'll have a quick recap of Lesson 15. The topic for Lesson 15 is be obedient to god be obedient to god we have two bible texts john 14 15 to 21 and second um, thessalonians 1 6 to 10. our memory verse for lesson 15 was john 15 john 14 15 which says if you love me keep my commandments and at the end of the study we were able to know how we can obey god and the central truth was god wants total obedience from us always not today and living it out tomorrow but always so in summary to obey god is to align our will to god's will is to do what god has asked us to do and for our study guide we looked at how can i be obedient to god and we're given three um three ways the first one is we must read study and meditate on the word of god we must read, study, and meditate on the word of God, and then we will take it further, which is the second point, that we must obey the word of God, and we must pray. Lastly, we must pray to God always to help us stay obedient to him. And we also looked at people who obey God in the Bible. We had the example of Abraham, who follows God's leading and direction, even when he didn't have the full picture of what the Lord was doing. Joseph, he did not misuse his, the opportunity he had in Potiphar's house to commit sin. He saw sin as wickedness against God. And we as teenagers, we must always see sin that way. And also Moses and Aaron, they, they did everything that the Lord commanded them to do. Then Jesus, you know, he was obedient to God. He took obedience to God as his meat. I know meat is food. And food is a source of energy and survival. So, we should consider obedience as our source of energy and our source of survival. Hallelujah. So in conclusion, the of man is to keep God's command, which is obedience. Hallelujah. So let's move to our lesson 16. The topic again is bear fruits of repentance. And uh, we have two Bible texts. It's a long read. Please, I'm not going to read it. I'll just... Uh, Summarize in the, the reading Luke 3, verse, um, verse 3 to 14. From there, we see that we were told that we cannot say that Abraham's uh, children are not bear fruit worthy of repentance. We have to bear fruit worthy of repentance if we want to lay claim to being Abraham's children because if we don't bear this fruit, God is able to raise stones even to to replace you know to stand as abraham's children 
Hallelujah. And also, we see that the axe is laid to the root of the trees that does not bear good fruit. And if all any plant that does not bear good fruit will be cut down. Hallelujah. So the day God is always ready. The day of reckoning is here. That such that if we do not bear good fruit, that tree, that life cannot you know, be sustained. But when we bear good fruit, we have God continually with us. And when Jesus, when the word was said, the people asked, what can we do? And they were given some points, some things to do. And the first one I will summarize as sharing your possession with those who do not have. And we must not exploit others. We must not take advantage of other people to their detriment. We must not allow violence in any way. And also we must be not accuse others falsely and we must be content with whatever we have. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. I read that says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So when you have godly sorrow from a contrite and broken spirit at you know, it brings it works salvation that you don't have to no repent again for it as in it worked out a long lasting salvation may this be your portion in jesus name i remember verse is taken from luke chapter 3 verse 8 which says bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourself we have abraham to our father for i say unto you that god is able of these stones to raise up children unto abraham please Let's take time to study and apply the meaning to our spirits. Amen. A lesson outcome at the end of the study. I should know what is repentance and the fruit of repentance. The central truth is fruit of repentance is the beginning of the Christian journey. When you start bearing the fruit of repentance, is the beginning of the Christian journey. In our introduction, being contrite and sorry. For doing wrong is in sin consciousness. The born-again man in the spirit finds sin repulsive. Saying you are sorry and admitting you sinned isn't doubting the finished work of redemption, but rather feeling condemned is. Hallelujah. So, when your heart is broken, you know, you feel sorrowful, you feel remorse, remorseful, and you're sorry about the wrong things that you have done. It is not like you're living in sin consciousness. It just shows that your spirit is alive. Your conscience is alive to the spirit of the God, of the living God. And the spirit of God is able to reach you quickly on the things that you have done. And so that it can make quick amend. So by the time, so it is not doubting the redemption. But when you start feeling condemned, you start feeling like no, God is not even able to help you. You start feeling like, you know, your sin is so enormous. You start feeling, you know, having, maybe you have not able to pray for some times or read the Bible. And you start having this feeling that keeps you away from actually praying. You know, start feeling guilty. That is not from God. So if we judge ourselves and when we are wrong, we admit it. We try not to deny the right standing we have with God, which is without works. So repentance entails more than mere remorse for one's past conduct. 
it requires a change of life. When somebody repents, there is a transformation. There is a change of life. Hallelujah. Went to our study guide. What is repentance? A feeling of regret or remorse for doing wrong or sinning. A repentance entails a resolve to ease, to cease the wrongful conduct, replacing it with godly living. It is ongoing and living decision to choose Christ and live for him, even more so to allow him to live in us. So you can see that it's in three phases. It starts with that feeling of regret or remorse for doing what is wrong. Then it also entails a resolve to cease, to stop that wrongful conduct and replace it with godly living. You have that feeling of regret, you are remorseful, you are sorry, and you actually say it, then you take it further by forsaking those actions and picking up godly actions, praise God. Then it is ongoing, it is a living decision to choose Christ and live for him, even more so to live in us. Repentance is not a one-time thing, where we tell God that we are sorry, we committed this or that, only to repeat it tomorrow. And the day after, it is a continuous effort to live a life that pleases God. You know, it is you not know, some people they will sin and they will say, "We yeah, are, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness." That is, is even out of the way. You know, it's a, there is no repentance. That is willful sinning. But when you know you commit a sin, you repent. You are not expected to go back to it. Hallelujah. So it is consciously choosing. To live a life that is Christ-centered and Christ-focused. Hallelujah. So to our study guide B, what are the fruits of repentance? The fruits of repentance, we read our Bible text, Matthew 7, 16-20, 2 Corinthians 7, 8-11. So from this scripture we see that the fruits of repentance includes godly sorrow. Godly sorrow that brings about repentance that takes you to the feet of Christ for to ask for mercy. Brokenness, you know, when your spirit is 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 uh, broken, remorseful. That way, it means that the spirit of God has been able to reach your spirit. Then, when you acknowledge acknowledgement of your sin, we are looking at the fruits of repentance. We have looked at godly sorrow, brokenness. Acknowledgement of your sin. You cannot claim that you you, are, you have not sinned. You know, acknowledge your sin, repent and forsake. Hallelujah. Then a life that has is, that is bearing fruit of repentance is a life that is characterized by a consistent and persistent pursuit of living a godly life in Christ. Then also, it, when yeah, there is a change in desire that is geared towards Christ's likeness. And of course, a life that bears the fruit of repentance has the fruit of the Spirit. It has love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, hallelujah, long-suffering, temperance. Then showing the, it, then a life that is, has the fruit of repentance shows the kind of fruit that inevitably grows on the tree to repentance. Then when a person turns to rely on God's mercy, he can no longer hate his neighbor. You cannot cherish the mercy of God, the mercy that God 
as shown to us and at the same time refuse to show it to others so when you, when you bear the fruit of repentance you will also show mercy to others because you have obtained mercy from the lord then as study guys see how to bear fruit of repentance we're given three renewing your mind with the word of god in romans 1 12 verse 1 to 2 so be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We renew our mind with the word of God. Then we must live and walk in the spirit. Live and walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit. Then we must have total reliance on God. Total reliance on God. So three, how to bear fruit. Renew your mind with the word of God. Live and walk in the spirit. Then you must have total reliance on God. Hallelujah. We have a discussion. What areas have I shown remorse but not changed? Or in what ways have I wronged another person? What can I do to amend the wrong done? How can I show I'm sorry without being hypocritical? Taking it one by one, areas we can show remorse but not change or wrong another person. Maybe starting with when we give our life to Christ, but we continue to live the same way we have always lived. It means that we have shown remorse but we have not forsaken, taking on a new life. Then when we hurt others again, after we have apologized for the wrong things, maybe like lying, taking what is not yours, or cheating or being disrespectful. Hallelujah. Also, playing or joking with sensitive matters of others or things, others out there, you know, can show that we are remorseful, but we have not changed. So how do we amend wrongs done and say sorry without being hypocritical? You know, after we have given our lives to Christ, we should be deliberate about forsaking sin. Never do deliberately repeat wrongs done to others after you have apologized. Don't make jokes out of sensitive matter or other things the old day. Then be driven by love. Say sorry a minute. Hallelujah. So invitation. The fruit of repentance is non-negotiable for believer. Anyone who claims is a believer must bear this fruit. So do not find excuses to make wrongs. Neither should you justify whatever you have done wrong. Hallelujah. So in conclusion, what the fruit of repentance does for you essentially is that it helps you to have a clear conscience towards God. Many people worship God out of condemnation and fear because of what they have done wrong. But God beckons on whosoever does any wrong to come back to him and be restored. We see that in Isaiah 55, 1-2, repentance leads to salvation of your soul from condemnation. Always remember that God loves you. Hallelujah.